set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And we're giving you a rough cut on a newer movie that is made available to you, probably thanks to COVID-19. And it's Portrait of a Lady on Fire um, from 2019, directed by Celine Sciamma. Um, We decided to do... A special rough cut on this because like most of the world we are in the house we're staying home watching tv doing our work from home studying spending a lot of time indoors you sound so distressed <laughs> I, just i mean it is distressing <laughs> catching up on film you know like uh like everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we decided to check this movie out. Um, didn't have a chance to see it in theaters. No, um, I'm so mad. I was supposed to see this movie with Davlin, and it came out later than I thought it was. I think it was supposed to come out on Valentine's Day. And then I don't think we got until like the week after. And then for some reason... We didn't go see it, and that was probably the last movie I was going to see in theaters, and then, like, shit went crazy. Yeah. I was excited about seeing it. I saw, like, posters of it when I went to see, like, Parasite in theaters, mm-hmm. and I also had, like, intense um, intentions of going to see, like, Pain and Glory, and it, it the stars didn't align for me to see this film, Girl. but luckily... Hulu came through and blessed us. Yeah, this is um, like no spawn con. This is streaming on Hulu. You know, we like to give y'all the links and give y'all the heads up on what is streaming where. Because like, I mean, I love when people do that. (laughs) Don't tell me a movie is out and then be like, oh, yeah, find it yourself, bitch. (laughs) So this dropped maybe a couple weeks ago. um, And I just got to watch it last I want to say either earlier this week, I want to say. I watched it twice, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which is not usually, um, I don't think that's very usual for me, for like newer movies. I don't know what that's about, but I watched this twice. Um, and yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks because like literally everything is shut down. <laughs> Definitely the movies are shut down. So um some people are moving their movies back and then some people are just like, here, let's fling this shit over the fence and put it on Netflix. Um, but I'm glad this is getting a home somewhere, um, especially since I, I feel like this is like an independent movie. And usually those can be kind of difficult to find. Mm-hmm. Um, once, um, like, I guess once they leave theaters and go to streaming, Sometimes it'd be kind of a pain in the ass or sometimes it's like, you know, located on, I don't know, like a Sundance channel. <laughs> Although this is, um, this is getting like a Criterion release. From Jump. Yeah. They, I feel like they've been doing that a lot more lately where like some newer movies are getting releases. 
I don't know how they negotiate that or, or like what's the decision process because they have movies from, I mean, pretty much every era of film. Um, and so sometimes it's kind of surprising and sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But um, yeah, so that's going to be available very soon. Um, but for like, in the meantime, for the masses, <laughs> definitely stream this on Hulu. Um, I think we both enjoyed it. Yeah, I actually really liked it. Mm -hmm. Despite something that I said to Ashley prior to us recording, I really enjoyed the movie. And I, I, if I like a film, I will watch it twice. Yeah. Like back to back. That's just my style. If I love a movie, I'm going to watch it. So I've seen it twice now. Okay. And I'll probably watch it again. Yeah. I was actually really happy too when I watched it because I was like, ooh, I'm catching some French phrases. <laughs> Feeling very accomplished over here with my Duolingo education. <laughs> <laughs> Duolingo University face up. <laughs> the little owl will be very proud of you. He better be, you should. <laughs> <laughs> so for some, I guess backstory on this movie i mean this is a rough cut so like this is supposed to be a little bit more casual than our normal episodes um but of course i had to do some reading for some stuff um so this is probably my second celine shiama movie that i've seen the other one is girlhood which is kind of um i've only seen that movie once and i remember being like okay like this is this is fine but i know a lot of people a lot of black girls were very disappointed in it um for various reasons i think of like i think mainly it, it you know celine being a white woman <laughs> a french white woman trying to tell the story of all these like french african girls um she probably didn't do quite as good of a job as she could have um or a black woman probably would have um but I'll know she also has another movie called Tomboy that I've had on my list for like literally years, <laughs> which is about like a young girl who moves to a new town and she decides to present herself as a boy to like all her, all the like neighborhood kids. Um, and I mean, what that comes that I see like that little like poster comes up all the time and I'm like, oh, I want to watch that. And I did. I. I can't be trusted <laughs> to follow through. Um, but this movie is, um, I feel like it's an original story. Uh, and it is actually her girlfriend, or her, sorry, her ex-girlfriend stars um, Adele Hanel. Stars as Eloise, or sorry, Eloise. And, um, and she's one of like, I swear there's like five characters in this movie. <laughs> Like, most of the movie only involves maybe hardly any men and mostly women. And really, for the longest time, like, three women. Mm-hmm. Um, like, a man popped up later on in the movie. And I was like, where the, where the fuck did he come I, from? I was like, oh no. <laughs> like, men? Like, sir, you got to get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, man. But the basic premise of this movie is that um, there's a character named Marianne who is a painter who is um, commissioned by like a, a countess 
to paint her daughter's portrait so they can send it off to um, her future husband, basically to get his approval. Be like, all right, I, I, I'm interested. I'm, I'm buying what you're selling. <laughs> and she goes to paint this portrait. Um, however, uh, her subject does not want to be painted because she does not want to get married. And they eventually fall in love with each other over like the course of like a couple of weeks. <laughs> and um, it's a lot of, you know, stolen glances, a lot of painting. There's a couple like side plots uh, here and there. But the main story is kind of like seeing like the conflict between the two of them as they kind of warm up to each other. And she's painting... Uh, this portrait of her. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, it's a very beautiful story. For me, what made me fall in love with it from the jump is I love a good framing of a story. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's framed just sold it for me. And it's framed, like Marianne is a painter and she is, teaching students and she um has a portrait of a lady on fire yes and her it's a portrait of a lady oh my god but it's the like lady not, is on fire it's not like you know like your sims caught on fire it's like a nice delicate like bottom of the dress fire <laughs> it's not as traumatic as it might sound it's just like she's not being art. incinerated she's like delicately on fire and it's, it's art. It's like, she's on art? fire. That's yeah. art. On fire. And one of the, like, she's teaching um, a class of women, like, how to paint. And one of the students asked, like, what, like, what's the deal with this portrait? Like, what's up? What was, what's up with that? Yeah. And. Well, it wasn't um, supposed to be out. Like, somebody had brought it out of storage. So she was like, uh, 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 um, what's this doing here? Who brought this out? And she, like, kind of, like, doesn't want to go into it. But you can see, like, it's kind of like when your grandparents kind of, like, remember the, the good old days a little bit. Not your grandparents. Oh. She's not even that old. I, she's not that old. <laughs> but, like, when your parents, like, kind of think about, like, back in the day and just be like. Back in my day when I was out here yeah. wild on the streets. Or, like, when people talk about, like, Freak Nick and stuff. Like, it's just, oh my like. God. Yeah, like, like remembering that time finally. Portrait of a lady on fire. Remember Freak Nick? That's, <laughs> that's what this was. <laughs> that's the review. Remember? Cut and put. Remember? But it's like, but that's how like the story was framed. And First I was like, all, okay. Wait, time out. Can you imagine what? if your grandmother was old enough to like, or young enough actually to go to Freak Nick? Like, a lot of people's grandmothers are like, my grandma was to... definitely not. Well, no. your grandmother hasn't, but someone's grandmother has. Yeah, like if you're like born after like 2005, maybe. No, I would say, yes, Brittany. Somebody's grandmother has been to Freak Nick. Those pictures that we see that are art, that to me are, are the equivalent of Portrait of a Lady on Fire. That picture, that is the equivalent of some Freak Nick photos. I would say my mom was old enough to go to Freak Nick, so that's what freaks me out when you say you somebody's grandma. 
technically somebody's grandma could have been there. Like, for real, for real. Oh, child. Child. For real. And it it has happened. It's happened. Um, But, like, I just love the way the story is framed from that point. Yeah, most of the movie is set in the past. Um, You get a couple of glimpses, like, sort of, like, the far past and then, like, a little, like, nearer to the present. Um, so very little of it is actually set during the present, which I think is interesting because it kind of ties into this whole idea of like the memory of someone, which is brought up a couple times in the movie of sacrificing a lot to, to experience the memory of someone, which I think is really, really tragic and beautiful. For Marianne to accomplish her goal of painting this portrait, which, woo chow. Um, she has to kind of trick her subject into thinking she's just there to hang out with her during the day because it's, you're on an island, you're there by yourself other than like having like a maid and a couple people around the island to kind of like help care for you, but you're there there by yourself. So she spends all of her time with Elise and they're just like hanging out. But while she's there, she's secretly studying her face how she carries herself how like if they go to sit on the beach how does she place her hands when she sits Mm -hmm. so she could take all of that back and try to capture her essence in art so she could put that on the canvas to send to someone else so they can fall in love and i think the the big thing is like so eloise um, she actually gave the, there was, she's not the, fir- like Marianne is not the first painter to try to capture her portrait. She's actually this, I think I want to say the second, the first one was a man. We never see him. Um, and, uh, the countess who is Eloise's mother is like, yeah, she gave him hell cause she wouldn't like sit for him. And I don't think like they wouldn't have sent her out with him as like a companion. So there really was like no other probable time for them to actually like for him to actually sketch her there would have been no opportunity so this is kind of a little bit um a little bit different um and Eloise had come from a convent because the fucked up thing about this is is that originally she was in a convent and her sister was gonna get married to this guy who's from like Milan or somewhere um, probably some sort of arrangement. I don't know if they got money. I would assume so, given that they're like in a freaking castle or something. And the sister um, jumps off a cliff to escape marriage, which is implied. And uh, so Eloise is called up from the convent to go marry this man who she has never seen before. <laughs> we never see him in the entire movie. Um... And, like, it's basically, like, sight unseen. That part made me glad that it's not olden times. Girl. Like, you just, like, here, you're going to marry this guy. Don't give me no shit. <laughs> it's, like, no Get one should be, like, who got next on a marriage. And that's also really weird, too, because it's just like, oh, yeah, your sister died. Oh, that's just so unfortunate. <clears throat> so let's get this transaction moving. <laughs> we got properties and alignments. We got political alignments. 
We got money to make. I'm like, oh shit, this is so much. I'm not going to get on my platform. I'm not going to get on my soapbox about marriage because it's a scam. I under, I I understand. I understand people love marriage. I understand that that's what people want. That's what people enjoy. That's that's a thing. That's the thing that happens. For a lot of people, it's a thing. It is a thing that happens to people. And happens to people, happens for people, happens in the world. And it's great. And it's a happy moment, a happy experience for a lot of people. I mean, for a lot of people, too. Like, even nowadays, that's that's like your way out for a lot of people. Like, Mm -hmm. I would have, like, I would get married right now. For <laughs> for a plane ticket out of the ghetto, <laughs> for money, I would, I would, for money, I would please, get married right please, now. For please money, rescue me and take me out of the United States of America. <laughs> for money, for a certain amount of money. Absolutely, no, I, would, I feel like I want the plane ticket and then like a hefty sum, and then we can live apart for Forever. the rest of our days. <laughs> But like, just, just give me the fuck out of here, <laughs> please God, please. Oh my God. But like, old timey marriages seem very daunting, and like you are property as a woman. Like, yeah, you, you don't. Are. You are property. You don't matter. You don't have any say. Like, you are used as goods to exchange power, mm-hmm. and that's what marriage was built on. In a lot of ways, and I think a lot of ways that we think about marriage now kind of harpens back to that. And a lot of people need to think, like, change the way we think about marriage. Like, yeah, Yeah. we've gotten better about it, but it's still a lot of when you think about quote unquote traditional marriage, it still goes back to that where women are barely people and have no say. Yeah. And then a lot of, um, I mean, in the grand scheme of, like, world history, um, marrying for, like, romantic love is is a relatively new concept in the last mm-hmm. 200 years or so. And you think about how long human history is. <laughs> it's not, um, it's still a very radical idea. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, I mean, you feel for her in this movie a lot because she's kind of like, I don't know anything about him. Like, do you know anything about my husband? And, she, and then I think, like, Marianne's just like, just like he's a really wealthy guy from Milan. She's like, okay, cool. That's all I know, too. And I got to spend the rest of my life with him and have kids. Mm. So she's not. Um, a lot of times, too, they, they are worried because they think she might also be suicidal. She's not suicidal. Uh, she's just like enraged she is angry and she should be angry you can totally see it in her face and like let me just tell you like oh my god Adele's like stare is so much I wish I could have seen this on a screen for that much like that reason alone because it's just so intense like the way when especially when they go out and they got the little scars of their faces and stuff because it's like super windy and she's just kind of like staring at um, 
at Marianne, like, I was like, could you imagine? Like, I feel like she was going to, like, I, if she looked at me like that, I feel like I, like I had disappointed her <clears throat> for whatever reason. <laughs> like, I don't know what I did, but I know I was in the wrong. <laughs> and I feel like, oh, she has such a good performance in this movie. Like, I love the movie is starting her emotions. Um, and the actress that plays Marianne is also good, but I think that, like, Adele's really... If there's any justice in the world, like, this would have gotten some recognition from the Oscars. I don't know what happened that, there. You, you know why that wasn't going to happen. Oh, uh, lesbians? Hmm? You think lesbians, or, or...? I feel like they probably wouldn't have acknowledged the film... I, for me personally, I feel like this movie didn't get a fair shake because of how outspoken she was in regards to Roman Polanski being acknowledged. But that was after. That wasn't. That was directly after the Oscars. So the whole time before, I'm talking about like you know the film festival circuit because this did get a. Um, Apparently, there's a, a, a can award called the Queer Palm Award. I wasn't aware of this. I'm assuming it's for, like, queer-focused and, and like, LGBT-focused movies. I haven't really dived into that whole category. Um, but this did get recognition. And then it kind of... I didn't really hear about it in, like, the sea of all the other movies. And, of course, Parasite and things like that. Um... But yeah, the whole like so um so like what Brittany what, what Brittany is talking about is the I think it's the Cesar Awards, which I also just learned about um like in February when this all happened, which is like the French version of the Oscars. Um, they were there for the ceremony and like Roman Polanski won like best director or best film or something. And like Adele had actually been like sexually assaulted or harassed when she was um, maybe like t- like 11 or 12 by like another French director. And so she walked out of the of the auditorium and basically said, bravo, pedophilia. And, you know, of course, <laughs> the French being the French like was tearing down shit like, later on. I was like, they get like. You want to talk about a nation that nucks and bucks? <laughs> I feel like they just all have um, some sort of like Molotov cocktail just awake waiting <laughs> because like there was actual like the whole um, step and repeat got destroyed and all kinds of shit. And people were really upset, honestly. Um, but I don't I mean, that was that was after the Oscars. So like the time between the like Cannes Film Festival up till then, I wonder like where, how it got lost in the shuffle. Oh, I was like, they were shut out along with pretty much all, most films directed by women. That is also true. And I mean, we talked about it in, another rough cut months ago but things like once upon a time in hollywood Uh, it's not the same but that kind of film got recognition over a film like this 
And it's because Hollywood loves when you like dick suck Hollywood. I, I mean, I, I, I know that. But it's like, it. like you reference Hollywood and sometimes it works out and sometimes it's like, oh, God, you're slipping Quentin Tarantino. You're slipping over here. It's like, and then uh, you think about like these two movies, like you can absolutely enjoy both those movies because I enjoy both those movies. Mm-hmm. Both these movies, like both those movies are good movies to me. But if I were to think about a movie that I enjoyed a little bit more that I think has a little bit more artistic merit. Yeah. I, it would go to Portrait of a Lady Who Fired. Like, right. That's the kind of film I think deserves a little bit more recognition. And it just got shut out of the running. Like, it got shut out. I wonder, no. I'm trying to think of, like, does it matter that it wasn't really released in the U.S. until this year, even though it was made last year? I wonder how that will factor in in the upcoming Oscars, which will probably feature, like, two movies, like Birds of Prey and Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) Ooh, I mean, Birds of Prey. I haven't seen it yet. I'm annoyed. I said no comic book movies, but I I feel like I I need some some brevity. I got mad. I I was like, I'm tired of comic book movies. I said the same thing. You know how I feel about comic book movies, but... I'm not with the shits. (laughs) Harley Quinn is... I love Harley Quinn. That's one of my favorite characters from Batman. And that's outside of everything going on now. Like that, I've been watching her since she debuted in the animated series. So I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. And it's fun. It has its issues, but it's fun. It's like fun to watch. It's a popcorn movie fun. I'm having fun watching a film. And it's not too serious. It's not... Batman punching through the city trying to be too serious and it's just fun I recommend it and that was another one uh, directed by a woman which is Kathy Yan I believe Yan Mm -hmm. Yan? Mm -hmm. and I um, yeah when I saw the trailer I was like this is giving me Tank Girl which I which is a movie I watched like not too long ago and I was like oh this is a little bit too much like off kilter for me and ridiculous and and um, so I was like, no, nah, I don't know about that one. But yeah, I would like to I would like to also see it um, when it drops on somebody's HBO. <laughs> it is fun. Um, but yeah, I think that is it, it's a good question to ask of like why this movie, why Portrait of a Lady Got in Fire kind of got tossed a little bit to the side. And then, of course, um, there's a lot of comparisons of this movie to blue is the warmest color um and then apparently um celine was like a lot of people a lot of the french critics didn't like this movie because they didn't think it was erotic enough because there's no nudity (laughs) hardly any nudity there's some nudity but it's not like blue is the warmest color which is like borderline like is this exploitative (laughs) Which we talked it, about before. Yeah. I lean towards like, yeah, you're doing a lot there, <laughs> sir. Um, and I know like that's kind of goes back and forth for people because like I know there's probably like not enough, maybe not enough like like same sex relationships on screen 
in that way like in like a nude scene or sex scene or whatever but then also I feel like if it falls into the wrong hands it is a disaster (laughs) because usually if it's a man directing it you just get the sense of like nah this is doing a lot and not even in the fun way this is kind of like you're just doing this to be like just go direct porn I don't recommend watching those two, like this movie in blue is the warmest color. Uh, no, don't back. watch. I don't no. recommend it. Blue is the warmest color found dead in a ditch. Like you could, you could see why it captured people's attention, but I'm like, nah, that's not, that's not what it is. And to know like, like what the actresses went through on set is like, uh, yeah, isn't he like a fucking, we talked about this before, but he's like a fucking creep, right? Yeah. I can't remember what he did, but he's like the director. Like, Celine Siamo was basically like, I straight up don't give a fuck about that movie or that man. And I was like, all right, I, I fucks with that whole direction. I fucks with that feeling. I know that feel. Because I remember mm. watching it and be like, okay, this is this is interesting. And and then you're just kind of like, like, when you think about, like, back, like, thinking back upon it. I was like, the fuck? <laughs> what was all of this for? Hmm. I don't know. I think there's like a a balance that could be had, and I don't think people have really found it yet necessarily. But there's other ways to be erotic. Like you don't have to just be like, you know, super graphic sex scene to be erotic. Yeah, like I was about to say something crazy. I'm not gonna do it. What? What was it gonna be? I'm not the first thing it. I could think of is you know the the first thing I could think of anytime I talk about like erotic sexting is insecure. What? Insecure at the end of season one. Oh. <laughs> and every time I think of it, I'm like, oh my god, like because nobody was expecting that shit. <laughs> no one was expecting that. Literally no one. We all watched it together, like, oh wait. <laughs> And it was like 0.5 seconds. Like, I was so set off, like, the most annoying Twitter discussions for weeks and weeks on end. Oh. They're actually still arguing about that. Uh, when is that show going to be over? It's coming back soon, and then there will be no TV for like a year. Yeah. That's going to be really fucked up. Not that I'm saying no I want the TV. show to end, but I want the discussions around the show. Because they're never good. Ever? No. But yeah, we're not going to have TV soon, so. No, we're going to be watching, like, uh, reruns of the Jeffersons and, like, All in the Family and, like, Fresh Prince of Bella. It's going to be, like, TV Oh, oh my God. Day. I just thought, of, oh, God. I just had, like, a very frightening thought that I'm not even... I'm the only I'm one not. who would be wishing evil on everybody and it becoming true. <laughs> no, because you, you did just say something really evil and then I thought something really chaotic because like you just said, we're going to be watching the Jeffersons and then I kidding? just thought about- They're already showing old versions of like um, some soap opera. They're going to do flashback Fridays. Oh, hell yeah. Is it Days of Our Lives? Because I, I can't remember which one it is. No, oh, it's going to be like, a new Jefferson's AO3 tag and I will to, burn no, the no, internet down. No, that's chaotic enough. That's I'll chaotic burn enough. Internet you, down. You've spoken too far. You've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> You've done too much. 
Um, so I wanted to talk about like something that you mentioned earlier, which was the lack of men in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's literally men at the beginning. There's men at the end. <laughs> and there's men that are talked about but not shown. Mm-hmm. Which I think is very interesting. I read some stuff about, like, the, you know, maybe the issues of seeing this as kind of like a, as a critique on the male gaze or whatever. Um, which is not my favorite term. <laughs> it will be quite honest with you. Um, but I did like the fact that there were so little, like few men in the picture. Um, because when I rewatched it, I realized that like when, so, uh, so Marianne is on a rowboat full of sailors and she's being rowed to this island to, um, go paint this portrait. And she like this box of her canvases like falls out of the boat into the ocean and she's kind of like holy shit and like none of the men go and get it for her she has to jump overboard shoes and all in her big dress and go rescue her canvases and then at one point the guy's helping her kind of navigate um like walking on the beach with her and he's carrying her canvases and all of a sudden he's like, all right, you got to go up this way through the trees. And like all of a sudden she's carrying this heavy ass box. And I'm like, what the fuck are with these men? Nobody's going to help her. Useless. <laughs> Nobody even introduces them. Like, you know, like you'd see like, I mean, not, I mean, they're sailors. So I don't know like how like gentlemanly they are. But, like, nobody even came and was like, here, uh, this is the painter that y'all asked for. We just delivered her. I gotta go. He was like, all right, you're good. <laughs> I was like, the fuck is it? What the fuck? And then we see a man at the end. Um, well, when the, the whole, I guess, like, once we finally realize that shit's, like, um, kind of going to come to an end is when you see like another sailor at the breakfast table and that's the first man you see for like over like an hour and a half and you're just like shit <laughs> they're here mm-hmm. um but we never see like Eloise's father we don't see her husband we don't see Marianne's father because she's talking about like taking over his business later um and we don't see another uh, guy who is um the Sophie the maid's baby daddy mm-hmm we never see him and just- I was like wait is two two little kids <laughs> I was like oh 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 he's like a really oh. young maid okay um but she, um, that's like a side plot of the movie, which is she is pregnant and she has been kind of waiting for the countess to leave the premises um, so she can go and figure out a way to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. 
um, which I was like, how did you know when the countess is going to leave? <laughs> I guess she was expecting to lead to take, take Eloise to like meet this man or something. Yeah. Or she- I don't know. Cause at least at one point she, she's supposed to leave. I feel like she goes maybe to, I want to say she's going to go with, with Marianne cause they're going to go both go to Paris. Cause Marianne lives in Paris and then I'm assuming that um, that the Countess is going to go to Paris also to go shopping for this wedding dress. I think. Unless she already had the dress. I can't remember. I think the... Yeah, the mom left to go get the dress. Yeah, right. So, yeah, she's gone for like five days or something. Um, and so that's when um, all the get closeness happens. Mm-hmm. Um yeah there's men at the end of this movie as well um like sort of like when when marianne is back amongst like society in paris and stuff and um i mean the guy she talks to at the art gallery he was chill i thought he was gonna say Mm -hmm. something wild yeah i i was bracing myself (laughs) i really thought everybody was gonna like talk to her crazy but like nobody really said anything about anything yeah. And I was like, okay, I appreciate that. Right. And I think, too, it was interesting that he didn't get mad at her for, like, submitting her picture um, under her father's name because that's the only reason. That's the only way she can get recognition um, as, a, like, an artist is she has to submit it as a, um, under a man's name, which I think is what happened to a lot of female painters. There's a lot of actually accomplished female painters back in the day, but they couldn't... Um, they couldn't either learn because like they weren't allowed to to take like anatomy classes where there was a man as the model, um, which is mentioned in the movie. And then also um, as far as like submitting your work, um, that was usually considered like a man's um, right only. So I was expecting him to be like, how dare you submit this? <laughs> but luckily he was like, oh, well, you know what? You're doing all right. And she, like, also mentioned, like, how the only way that she was even allowed to, like, get better at her art, she had to do a lot of it in secret because as a woman, she could only do um, paintings of new women because they didn't think that was too scandalous. And, like, but the great artists, like, men were allowed to paint nude men. Um, but since she was a woman, she wasn't allowed to do that. But she did it in secret because she wanted to be good at her job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the the great art of the past um, are usually male nudes. Like, you think of, like, the Statue of David. It's, like, one of the most <laughs> famous nudes in the world. <laughs> and it is definitely, like, I don't know how many feet tall in the double digits of, like, just nude man. <laughs> Or nude young man. David's not supposed to be even that old. So like it's kind of it's kind of a way to stop women from getting the recognition um for their talent because that would upend all kinds of ideas. Mm-hmm. And basically the fabric of society <laughs> would unravel if you gave a woman any sort of credit. Um, or if like you treated women like people? Hey, that's our little, our motto from way back when. Treat people uh, like people. 
I I can't believe it. Women being treated like people. So revolutionary. Oh my god. Oh my god. So revolutionary. <laughs> oh my god. And I think too, there's like another layer that we I guess us being black, we should probably mention, which is like there's no black people in this movie. I I don't even know what I would do if there was because like, no, I would should, not want to see it. <laughs> you know, there's a set in what the 18th century. I want to say so, like in the 1700s. <laughs> I would not want to see it. Which, like, I know there's been black people in sort of court positions before. Like, I remember Brie Antoinette had a, um, I don't want to say he was her music teacher, but, like, I believe he was, like, a, a famous musician at the time, and I cannot remember his name. I'm so sorry. But, um, yeah, that is one of those, another one of those things of, like, people being written out of history, they were quite clearly there and people were like, I don't ever like we, we don't this does never exist. Like they exist. <laughs> it just hasn't been they just been erased so you wouldn't realize that they existed in the first place. But I I think it um I don't know, some people kind of try to uh, try to call this like a feminist utopia because there's only women and there's different women working together even though they're at different social classes because there's the scene with like Sophie, Marianne and Eloise and um like <laughs> the kills me about this movie is that Sophie is the maid and she's usually straight chilling. <laughs> she's doing her embroidery. She's like, I'm out here. I'm just getting some work done. Like, you know, most things you'd be like, all right, get out, be gone, maid. But they kind of welcome her into the fold, um, which Marianne is probably like of a higher station than her. And then Eloise is higher than all of them, being like an aristocrat's daughter. Um, and I think at one point, like it's Marianne is pouring the wine and then Eloise is the one cooking, which you would assume that would be Sophie's job to do, but it's not. But like, I don't know. I hesitate to give anything like a feminist utopia when it's only white women. Because y'all have been... Y'all have been a special type <laughs> the last two months, and I cannot deal. Y'all been wilding. Wilding! Like, oh, God. And it, honestly, I, I'm going to say this. Y'all need to look in the mirror. <laughs> take a long, hard fucking look at yourself. And <laughs> stop being a fucking embarrassment. Because you are embarrassing yourself and you embarrassing your mamas and your daddies who are probably fucking embarrassments as well. <laughs> okay? Oh, man. It's just been wild. March and, March and April. It's only the 4th. But, like, March and April. <laughs> Ooh, it's only April 4th. It is only April 4th. We're recording this. So, um, yeah, it's been rough. Um, I mean, for y'all. <laughs> for y'all. So, um, I mean, my only statement for all of this is, like, when you complain about old, rich, white guys, please consider your old, rich-ass white daddies in there. I can't believe my racist father was racist, even though he's been showing me he was racist my whole fucking life. Like, don't tell I'm us that. tired of this. I'm tired of that content. If I'm tired of it, 
Yeah. I don't want to see it. Your yeah. parents have been showing you who they were their whole fucking lives, your whole fucking life, and we don't want to hear about it no more. So you keep that shit to yourself, okay? <laughs> keep it to your fucking self. Please, please. Don't I don't want to see it. Anymore. My, my family members are racist because, like, over here on this side with the melanin, we've, we believe, like, we assume from the jump <laughs> that you're probably racist. We're just kind of counting down the days. And y'all know. Y'all knew it the whole time. Y'all know, y'all act surprised. So I'm like, oh, my word, bitch, you knew. Yes. You knew. Escondido. My, my God. Yeah. What do you mean my racist father was racist? Bitch, you know. <laughs> and I'm fucking tired, okay? I'm sorry. <sighs> like, I, I don't mean to rant about it, but I am tired. It's not endearing. It's not making you look better. You just look like a giant asshole, okay? Yeah. Yeah. You look like an asshole. Yeah, why would you put yourself why would you try to put your parents on the summer jam screen, but then like you two also deserve to be up there? Not that y'all know what a summer jam screen is. Don't start adopting that. But like, you know what I mean? Don't try to put people on blast and then like not realize that you two I mean, I love to see it. Sit right there. I absolutely love to see it. I don't like I don't it care. It's like it's like ew, like stop trying to relate to me or trying to like Reach out in compassion. Like, it's not compassionate. A lot of times it just reeks this desperation of, like, I understand what you're going through. No, you don't. It's people trying to prove that they're good people while not being good people. And yeah, I mean, and supporting people. Every, I mean, I function on the concept that everybody is shitty to a certain degree. <laughs> like, everybody has their own shitty qualities. Like, there are, like, everybody has the shitty aspects of themselves. Everybody does. But we all have the, the capabilities of being less shitty. And we don't need to take to the the internet to virtue signal. Like, you telling us that your parents are pieces of shit doesn't make you less of a piece of shit. No. Because you have an opportunity to call them the fuck out. Instead, you're telling us the, the internet about it. Instead of charging them up in the house. We don't fucking care, dude. Yeah, keep that. Honestly, if you are having those hard, heart-to-heart Thanksgiving talks, if we even have a Thanksgiving this year, like, we don't need to know. We don't need to know that you had to talk. Just do it. We'll know when the tides change that you actually did what you were supposed to do, but y'all not going to because that's that's actual work. Because y'all be talking that shit all the fucking time and look what happens. And then when shit needs to get real. <laughs> and you be like, oh my God, I can't believe this is the America that we live in. Bitch, you knew it was the America you lived in the whole fucking time. This America never changes fucking colors. It just came for you this time. Yeah, <laughs> she finally rised up and came for your ass today. You got pulled down blast today. I can't believe America's really like the. Like, nobody gives a fuck about all that. That's why I just like when the whole like feminist utopia. Like my my idea of utopia is not full of white women. Like I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> the very opposite. Mm-mm. No, and I don't mm-hmm. even know. y'all start getting Liz Warren tattoos and shit. Y'all gotta get your ass the fuck on. Oh God, y'all can't bring that shit over here. No, we don't want. No, please, please keep that far away. <laughs> but like, not to go on like a like a. Uh, well, we've already gone on our tan like our our first our aside <laughs> of the day. <laughs> but like, I feel for me. 
I wonder what it would be like if there was a, a movie like this with like brown people. And I feel like there is brown and black people, I mean. And I feel like there is or even like, I mean, the spectrum of people of color, I guess, women of color. Um, but I feel like they're mostly foreign movies. I don't feel like they're ever um, movies like this uh, in English, particularly from American filmmakers because like I don't if I rack my brain through all the filmmakers now that are making movies like I don't really think this is anything that they would do or possibly have the range to do I'd be worried (laughs) I'd be worried about I mean this kind of story in the hands of certain people I feel honestly we talked about it like I feel like D. Reese could do it I I would like yes I would like more for her. Um, apparently, this movie she made with Anne Hathaway was not good. Which one? Like, um, let me look it up. Um, she just released this movie. I forget where. Um, it is. I feel like it's streaming, but I don't know where it is streaming. It is called The Last Thing He Wanted. And it has like a, like I usually don't go. Oh, it's on Netflix. I knew it was streaming somewhere, but it. Oh no, I see the cast. No, thank you. I mean, I love Rosie Perez. I do like Willem Dafoe's acting. I'm not like a Willem Dafoe fan or whatever, but like I enjoy him when he's on screen. I love that Goblin Boy. I feel you. Don't do that to him. And he's Goblin Boy. He's gonna give you a. He's gonna give you a performance, even if the movie is trash. See, um, what's that movie with the Irish? What's that? The Boondock Saints. Fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculous. But he'll give you a performance in some garbage. Like, that's fine. He's a classically trained actor. But, um, yeah, this movie has, like, terrible reviews. And usually I don't go up for that. Like, even, like, bad reviews or not. But, um, yeah, apparently this is not good. Um, But Bessie, even though it's, like, a TV movie for HBO, it was good. And it's about Bessie Smith and Queen Latifah did that but it's a good movie i would like to watch Um, mudbound which has been on netflix for like literally two years and or sorry three years now and i still haven't watched it so i i mean i think she i think she'd be good you know you're right i think that she would be the right person i wonder if she would be interested i feel like she could do it um because as much as we would like some of our favorite directors to make movies um some of them don't seem like they're interested in in making certain movies or they might be interested and they just can't get funding yeah so it's a complicated thing um i just don't want to be like oh well like you know and i feel like for some and d reese is a lesbian right i believe so so, I mean, I wonder if it's too, be like, oh, maybe, I mean, she did Pariah, but I don't know. You know, like, sometimes people will ask you to, like, do this thing, but you're just like, I don't want to do that thing because you expect me to do that thing. Mm-hmm. That may be something else that might come into play there. But, I mean, I don't know. She might be open to it. Somebody do something. I, f- I feel like we sleep on her. Right. I mean, she's only and made, she's made five She's movies. good. Five full-length movies. 
but this one seems like a misstep. Although I think she's already doing something else, either like a TV show or another movie. So she bouncing back. Mm. But um, but yeah, I mean, I would kind of wonder what this would be like, um, as far as like a movie. Um, but also like what. Oh, you know some movies like <laughs> if it's made in America, like it's gonna be made during the Civil War. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. and that's never good. Or I mean, you know that's the thing too. Like nobody ever branches out into like the early 1900s. I don't know what that's about. Mm-hmm. Or, or post Civil War, it's always like the Civil War, like on the backdrop of the Civil War. Mm-mm. I'm like you don't know that. <laughs> I. Mm, I mean, people like really love racism, three. and they love they love racism. I That's mean, what it like basically it's... boils down to. And I feel like they love like the dresses. It's like racism <laughs> and petticoats. I mean, I love a good petticoat. Like, you know, I love a good um, daughters of the daughters of the dust kind of you know scene. Um, but I mean, I feel like you couldn't, I mean, like you don't want to take the racism out because I feel like that's so, that's not real life. If you try to make it real life, mm-hmm. but then also, you know, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Not on the backdrop of the Underground Railroad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not to say like, I don't, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, slave movies shouldn't be a thing because Given the way people are learning about our history, um, I feel like movies, you're going to have to keep making them because people just be making up shit and be like, oh, yeah, you're just you're indentured servants. You just got on the boat and came over to work. And I'm like, no, that didn't happen. So I worry a lot because the books ain't saying something. And if you take away the movies, like you got people who are like B.O.B. Like, I don't believe those slave ships ever existed. <laughs> it's like god so um but also like there's so many other times in history Ooh. or you could go completely yeah. like like this never happened but we're just gonna pretend like it did and have it be like in the 1600s hmm. or something like that i'm just saying <laughs> be creative Ooh. oh 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 I, my brain started going <laughs> My brain absolutely started going because, <sighs> like, okay, we obviously you guys are listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two Black women discuss movies. I love when you repeat um, that. <laughs> uh, um, because you niggas forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing about watching movies as a Black woman is like you're watching movies as a Black woman. Um, and with sometimes it's hard to separate that from your experience so like if we were to create a movie if we were to make this movie in america with make and frame it as like a a black movie like we wouldn't be able to make this movie without racism like we wouldn't be able to make this film without very very harsh very very painful circumstances 
Right. Like, it can't be this... I described this movie to Ashley before. <laughs> Again, being annoying. It was like, this movie's kind of a vibe. Um, but this movie is, <laughs> like, a very chill... It is a love story. It does have a very painful at, um, point to it because we know that they don't end up together due to circumstances. So that part is fam- painful. Yeah. But if we take, like, that's just for them. They're, they can't be together due to societal circumstances in that particular period of time. Mm-hmm. We have that here if we were to make this film with people of color or with black people. We have that. We have that. They can't be together for societal reasons. And then you're going to sprinkle on, like, racism on top of that. Yeah. I mean... And it no, makes the experience even more painful. Right. Yeah. I mean... I feel like maybe they could treat it like how this movie treats the patriarchy, which is like, it's definitely there, but it's not immediately present. I mean, I wonder if that was like something you could do. And I mean, um, I was about to say, like, we could talk like The Handmaiden. Like, they totally ended up together. <laughs> Woo, that's a, child. that's a spoiler. I'm so sorry. Like, go back in time to 2016 and fucking go watch it. Like, stop. Don't, bull your, don't bullshit yourself. Don't bullshit me. <laughs> like... They definitely end up in that together in that movie. So it is possible. And I feel like there's lots of movies out there that we're probably not even like thinking of right now that do have happy endings, but just like, and I'm not saying that I would not watch this movie just because there's like a bunch of white women in it because clearly I, I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> clearly I enjoyed this movie. Like I could totally just be like, yeah, okay, this is a great story. But yeah, I just kind of wonder like what that would, what that movie would look like if it had been something else and you i i love thinking about films in that way do you honestly i I do i think i like one of my things i like thinking about what ifs with films Mm -hmm. like what if you take this film and do like a different director or what if you take this film set it at a different time what would this film look like or like if you have your original cast from this film what would this film be Mm mm-hmm that's I love doing that. I yeah. love I love theoreticals in any aspect, and I I think that's because I'm an Aquarius. Oh, okay. <laughs> is this my Virgo nature being like that? It is what it is. Damn it! <laughs> it's like I love theoreticals because it gives you things to think about. I'm over there like fuck it. <laughs> I, I mean, I go back and forth. Usually I'm just kind of like, okay, I accept this as it is. Um, especially with like period pieces or whatever. But um, what else was I going to talk about? Oh, um, I mean, can we talk about the, the the side story with Sophie the maid? Um, yeah. So I wasn't really expecting this whole thing. Um... Because I think at one point she gives Marianne a heating pad because, like, she's having cramps. But, like, they don't really say it out loud like that. Like, I think she just kind of had gotten her, given her some, like, cherry stones wrapped up in, like, cloth, which is kind of interesting. Like, you kind of see, like, what women back in the day 
we're doing to remedy this. Like, I totally take a pill now. Because <laughs> I'm like, I can't deal with this shit. But she had given her, like, some warmed stones, basically, and wrapped them up and let her use them as a heating pad. And she's like, usually I'd have this prepared by now, but I missed my monthlies. And I had to, like, rewind it a couple times. Because I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and uh, she'd missed them, like, three times. She'd missed, like, three periods. And she knew what that meant, but she was like, um, yeah, I've been waiting for, like, the countess to, to dip so I can go and see to this matter because Marianne's like, do you want a kid? And she's like, no. Like, just straight up matter of fact, like, nah. I don't want that. Yeah. Um, And that kind of comes up over time because they go to this, like, kind of feast, which is all women. It's like a bonfire and... Uh, like she goes and speaks to like this older woman um, who's like, yeah, you're still pregnant. So like um, come back in like two days or something. Cause I think before that they had gone, they'd done like a couple of things. She had like gone running. She was like running between the two of them on the beach. I'm not really sure. Like I feel like these are old like remedies that people would be like, yeah, go run a bunch. And then like, that'll be it or she had they were looking for some plant and I think she it, like she ate it or something is that what happened I think so remember when she was like hanging from the rafters like she was like hanging there <laughs> from the rafters and I got so nervous I was like um those are a pair of feet and there's nothing under them did someone die please tell me <laughs> tell me no but she's like hanging from the rafters, which I think is like a, you know how some people like believe certain things are like, if you're in this position, you won't get pregnant <laughs> kind of thing. I feel like it was one of those. Just like, if you hang from this rafter, the baby will slowly fall out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, these all feel like, like, I guess what we call like old wives tales, which I mean, I don't know, depending on your level of, of. Um, I guess intensity like how successful you might be but like nothing is successful basically they go to this bonfire the lady is like you still pregnant come back um, this is also the bonfire where like um, Marianne and Eloise like have their intense stare down and then like Eloise literally catches on fire mm-hmm. I think from the intensity cause I was like damn she's not even that close to the fire but she just like the bottom of her just went up and somebody was like, um. They tackled her to the ground. <laughs> they really did. And I was like, wait. <laughs> this, is, this is pre-stop, drop, and roll. So they go and like basically stamp her dress out. Um, And then, and at this bonfire, it was all women too. There, there weren't any men there either. So I'm not even sure like what were the circumstances of this party. Um. And then they go back to the woman's house like two days later and she like performs the abortion on her. And oh, it was so much because uh, she's like laid on this bed and then like the woman's like two children are next to her. There's like a baby like basically crawling next to her. And I was like, oh, this is so much. And it's like a four year old. Yeah, the little girl was like helping her like take off her dress i think Mm mhm so yeah and i was like oh okay okay 
Yeah, it's like kind of almost a matter of fact thing, but then it's kind of emotional. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, the baby. Oh, not the baby right there <laughs> in her face. Yeah. And of course, babies being babies, like kind of grabs on her nose. I was like, oh, this is a little soft. <laughs> and then they, um, Mariana and Eloise um, help the maid to like get back home and like make sure she's okay. And they end up drawing the whole thing. Yeah. Too. Um, because I think Eloise is like, I don't want to go to sleep. Like, my mind's racing. I've seen some things. Because, like, the thing about uh, Eloise versus Marianne and Sophie is that she's super sheltered because she's been in a convent for however long. So she doesn't know things about, like, falling in love and, like, abortions. And, like, these are probably things she's heard in passing, but she's never experienced. And then these two other women have experienced a lot more than she has. She's kind of like not necessarily naive to everything. Like she doesn't present herself as like dumb, but she does kind of have a, a lot more curiosity about things than the rest of them do. Yeah. But I totally was not expecting that plot. I wasn't either. I was like, oh shit, wait, I don't remember you from the trailer. <laughs> I honestly thought it was just going to be them two hanging out, kicking yeah. it. And you would think there'd be more. How about you say kicking it? <laughs> Paint, painting, kicking it, you know. I thought you said caking it. <laughs> Ma'am, madam, madam. Um, having a good time until they can't no more so yeah i mean that's basically what they did they ended up taking drugs which i thought was like yo it was like I, was the 1700s lit or like what <laughs> okay at first i was like wait are they smoking weed and then i was like that's probably tobacco and then i was like she's not using it nearly enough for it to be tobacco tobacco no she so had probably- tobacco on her own she brought her own they ended up like uh-huh. smoking earlier in the movie because she has a pipe marianne has a pipe but like not a not a weed pipe but like a you know like a like a tom and jerry pipe okay (laughs) (laughs) i mean this is before cigarettes so yeah i think so or mass-produced cigarettes because you know people used to roll their cigarettes until like very recently Mm -hmm. so and people do still roll their own cigarettes which I'm like, that's not probably the best health wise. <laughs> Even though cigarettes yeah. in general are awful, but especially with yeah. no filter, just like shit. <laughs> you getting that tobacco straight to your lung? <laughs> Which I mean, for the purposes, might be. I mean, you know, you know if things cost money, you want to get your money's worth. Yeah. So you're like, I want the full chemical experience. I mean, it probably didn't have pesticides. It was fresh. It so. probably did not have pesticides. <laughs> back but at then. the same time, George Washington did not have teeth. Is so, that from tobacco or is that just from probably, just like, you know, lack of hygiene? Because this is yes. far back. I mean, you know, talking about world history and stuff, the, the, the concept of germs <laughs> for most of the modern world has been quite new. 
some would almost argue that some of y'all still don't know how germs work. Every day we learn. <laughs> Every day in March, I learned something new. Ooh. So, uh, yeah. Um, I think it was like, what kind, what, I don't know what it was. This comes sort of like paste that they rubbed on their armpits that like got them Liddy. Cause she said, I bought it at the Fet. I think it was Eloise that bought it. I was like, what would your mama know? Like, what would your mama do if she knew you were out here buying drugs <laughs> from the common folk? Okay. <laughs> It was probably <laughs> she left you alone for five days. <laughs> here you go. Here you go, getting zooted on deodorant. Mess. <laughs> it's like some sort of green paste that like they rub in their armpits, and like at one scene, which I so thought was somebody rubbing someone's badge, was like Eloise rubbing this like hallucinogenic paste in in Marianne's armpit, and that was like. I think I think Adele was like, no, it's supposed to be kind of like comedic almost. And I was like, I was in there. I was like, whoa, <laughs> wait. And then they kind of like you kind of figure out later, like, oh, no, that was armpit. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm whoa. That close up was like, it was so intentional. But whatever they had made, uh, made her pupils. Up. Ooh, that shit was they were like Moo. I was like oh no and then she had to give her a water later <laughs> but it was like out of her mouth and I was like I mean if this wasn't like a pandemic I'd be like okay I, I feel you but like <laughs> at the time I was like no this when she was so out of it that she, I was like how is she gonna drink otherwise you know you gotta take care of your your lover when she's zooted on deodorant. <laughs> Is that what we're going to call it? Deodorant? <laughs> Magic deodorant? <laughs> Is that what they... Is that what they... Uh, Is that, you know... What's that fucking shit? That, it's like break-off deodorant? It's a little Schmitz. A little Schmidt place. Put that under there, boy. <laughs> I would get zooted on deodorant right now. You, you said you want to get zooted on deodorant? Yeah, shit. <laughs> is that is that what uh, quarantine has done to us? Self isolation yes. has done to us. Oh, give me some magical. <laughs> I feel like you can still find drugs out there. I mean, yeah, even in this time of Corona. <laughs> I heard I saw some some newspaper call it in the age of Corona, and I was like, mm. y'all need a thesaurus. <laughs> mm. It's either been the age of Donald Trump or the age of Corona. I'm like, when do I? In the age of Corona, in the age of Donald Trump. Girl, we fucked. I just enjoy life again. I just, do you know, this is why we watch movies because it's not, I got to pay attention to everything else outside. No, that's too much. That's too much, man. But um, I wanted to ask you, um, what was the thing that you were going to mention that you was like, I guess, a con of this movie? Oh. Because I was very surprised to hear that you had a con. But Oh, how Eloise so. at first was getting on my nerves. Yeah. What? I was like, at first, I was like, girl, if you don't let this woman paint your fucking poetry <laughs> so y'all can fall in love and we can get the fuck on. 
Well, mm-hmm. that's part of the fun. It's like the, what, enemies to friends to lovers. <laughs> I know. I know. The AO3 tags. Live. I get it. <laughs> At first, I AO3 was like, okay. I was like, okay. <laughs> this is what we doing? Okay. <laughs> then I was like, yo, sit the fuck down. Look, this woman is studying your face. Please. And then she started fucking it. When she found a picture and was like, that's what you think I look like, basically. Girl, and I was like, ooh, ooh, I got so mad. But <laughs> I was like, wrong. But at the same time, I was like, that's a perfectly good picture. Like, that's a perfectly good photograph to send to a stranger, bruh. It's a good that's picture, fine. but it's not, you know, it's like when you put on the filter a little high on the photo. But then the second picture was like, that one was ugly. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it looked just like, it looked way more. It looked The way, first one it, it was good. It looked less like a glamour shot and more of like, this is how she is actually, which is probably a little um, enraged, <laughs> a little ready to, to knuck and buck. The first one was good, though. The first one was good. The second but one was But it was only was through stolen moments. So it wasn't her in actuality the last the second picture wasn't ugly because the first picture she was sitting there she was taking like sketches of her hands she was like memorizing her ears which i was like i never heard somebody describe an ear like that it's very interesting and then um she had sophie sitting in that dress so it was all kind of like not the true eloise it was kind of like pieces and and Sort of, um, you know, not the exact presence, you know, not, it wasn't her presence in it. It was kind of like how Marianne saw her, but not like how she was actually. And I was also probably like, okay, this is like a good picture to send like a nobleman or whatever. Like who gives a fuck? But you know, when somebody, when you paint a picture of somebody and they say that's supposed to, who is that supposed to be? Is that supposed to be me? You don't fucked up. You don't, I was like, no, <gasps> you don't fucked up. <laughs> I was mad, and then I was like, "Girl, god damn it!" <laughs> and then, and then Marianne just wiped the whole face off, and because like, she died, she got told she was just kind of like, I mean, because also it was like a, um, it was an element of betrayal because she's like, "You've been sitting here walking with me, and this is what you captured, and you didn't capture life in this picture at all." I mean, yes, it was a read. No, she wrote yes. her down. She wrote her down. She's like, there's no life. Because, she, cause you know, Marianne's like, I'm following conventions. I'm following, you know, how, you know, the conventions of art and line and shadow and all that stuff and, and how ideas are presented on a canvas. And she's like, okay, that's cute. But, like, there's no life in this picture. <laughs> she was like, there's no, is there no room for life in all these, con- like, artistic conventions and she struck a nerve. She's like, I didn't know you were an art critic. And she's like, I didn't know you were a painter. Ooh. I was I was like, okay. She got you, there, right, girl. Look. She got you. She did. She got Marianne. And I was like, God damn it. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's going to take them a long time to make this fucking portrait, ain't it? She got the portrait together because she finished it in like five days. She did. But I was like, this is also taking a little too long. For the portrait, and then we didn't have enough time for them together. Yeah, I feel like they were together, what, 
like three 20 days, days like 20 minutes basically three days of the no maybe yeah maybe three days of the five days and then that was it yeah like they didn't have any time together i love the whole um mention of um oh lord what is the greek tragedy that they um why can't i not remember because i is lo- it i'm going to odysseus no it wasn't odysseus wait hold on orpheus I know. And yeah why can't oh it was like i could not remember who or- the orpheus part <laughs> so um because that comes in and and that movie or that story i guess has apparently been always at least according to like shama i think is like very i guess a popular discussion in like feminist circles because it's like literally like a man's gaze was the thing to kill you permanently which i was like i'd beat his ass but um there's a lot of 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 Marianne sort of remembering this woman and and capturing her in like her likeness in art but also she at one point she has like visions of her in like a wedding dress which I totally did not realize that was a wedding dress until she actually was standing in her wedding dress because I was like oh shit that's what that is I thought it was a nightgown it looks like a nightgown like a ghost (laughs) she looked like a ghost in a nightgown it kind of reminded me of um what's that Hitchcock movie of Rebecca have you seen that movie? Some of it. It's 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 a, it's a little mid, I think. But <laughs> um, as far as being like a Hitchcock movie, I think. Um, Don't let your grandma hear that. No, we watched it together, and I was like, "This is right." <laughs> we watched it together together, like maybe in February or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's what it reminded me of. So like this woman in white, sort of haunting the halls of this this castle and then when Marianne goes to leave she um like Eloise tells her to like turn around and she's standing in the dress and then she and then Marianne just kind of like runs out sort of like how because they were arguing back and forth of like why would um like Orphe why can't I remember this man's name we just said it is Orpheus. Or- yes. <laughs> they were arguing back and forth about, like, why would Orpheus tell, um, like, why would he turn around when he had been explicitly told not to? Which, I mean, like, me in the 20th, 21st century, I'd be like, because um, he's a man. Yeah, that's one. But also to make sure she's still back there. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you lose faith. Um, because certain things can be too good to be true, especially with like the Greek and Roman gods, like they were known to be trash and <laughs> known to go back. You fucking around in hell, like you fucking with Hades, bro. Yeah, you know. Although I thought Hades was usually like pretty chill compared to his raggedy ass brother. <laughs> he was, but you yeah. never know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So they, I think Marianne said like it's the poet, like he takes the poet's choice, which is like he tries to keep the memory of her or he wanted to like keep the memory of her even though like she was right behind him but I thought that was really nice how that tied in um and then Marianne sees her twice after she leaves 
Um, she sees her once at the gallery because she has submitted a, a portrait of Orpheus and Eurydice. And um, she spies this painting like across the across the hall and she goes like pushing through people which I <laughs> I thought this was funny because like the funniest part when I was in Paris was that motherfuckers be shoving the shit out of people <laughs> there really isn't <laughs> a whole lot of like 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 I was hitting my like pardon 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 and everybody was just like pushing past you and shit and I'm just like whatever <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, no, this tracks people just shoving past people. But she goes and shoves her way over there to the painting. And she sees her, um, Eloise, who is with a baby. I guess like a toddler, mm-hmm. which you presume is her baby. And mm-hmm. then she's sitting there with a book, um, which is open to like page 28, because that was like a, a secret page. They had like exchanged, um, like Marianne had drew, drew, um, she drew Eloise and then she drew herself, which I love that scene too. When she had like the little mirror on her crotch, Eloise <laughs> was laying there cause she was like the body model, but then, uh, Marianne was like using the mirror to like draw her face, like her own like self portrait. So like, so Eloise could have this photo and then, um, and then Marianne could have a photo. And then they, she said she sees her one last time in like an opera. Um, which I love that scene so much. Yeah. Um, and they're playing like the, the opera they're playing. It's Vivaldi. Uh, yeah. The Four Seasons. Everybody knows it. Um, it's like in every like if you want to show somebody being fancy, they usually show they usually play Vivaldi's springtime. It's like dun, 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 dun. you know that whole shit. I feel like it was probably a Nokia ringtone at one point in time. <laughs> it probably was. It's in the public domain, so the shit is free. <laughs> so you can use it however you want to, pretty much. Ain't nobody gonna come for you. Um but uh yeah, she's overcome with a lot of emotion because I think like this is something that Marianne had played her on the harpsichord, which at the time it sounded crazy. I was like, "Ooh, the harpsichord sounds a little, a little tinfoilish. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like it on its own." But um, Elise had never heard the orchestra, even though she liked to listen to music. She never like heard a full orchestra, and so she, she has all these breath of emotions, and I was like, "Oh my god." It's too much. And she's just breaking down. Ooh, see, a nomination should have come. <laughs> because you know what? This exact same, like, emotion happened in Call Me By Your Name. At the very end, he has the same breakdown of, like, 20 emotions. And I was like, y'all let <laughs> But you didn't let Y'all didn't see it for my girl. Wait, call me by um The Peach, yeah. Your name that that movie did some stuff. Yeah, he got nominated for best actor for that movie. And I forget Who? was it best it was Timothy Chalam Chalamet? Chalam yes. Timothy Chalamar? Yes, Timothy got like a best actor. And you know what? And I was sitting there, I was like, because who was nominated with him? It was like him, it was uh, Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread, and it was like 
Gary Oldman and like uh, Vigo Mortensen, I think, for Green Book. And I was sitting there and I was like, <laughs> please, God, if you're going. And it was like somebody else. And I was like, honestly, I want Daniel Day-Lewis to win. It's his last movie. He's not coming back to fuck with y'all no more. <laughs> so like, please give the old man his Oscar. I know he has like two or three already, but just like, you know, just 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 just. Just stop being funny. Like, this is not real life. Like, y'all know y'all just be playing games with these Oscars anyway. Give it to him. And if y'all don't give it to him, okay, I will be all right with Timothy having it. Like, whatever. But, you know, they gave it to fucking Gary Oldman for playing with Churchill oh. in a fat mm. suit. That sounds musty. <laughs> Gary Oldman is an anti-Semite. <laughs> and and, and that sounds... Yeah, that sounds gross and musty. I, I actually thought it. they were going to give it to Viggo Mortensen because they did not give it to him for Captain Fantastic, which is what he probably should have won. But the Oscars, they never give anybody the right award for the right role. They always give it to the wrong bitch. Like, <laughs> sometimes, they sometimes. Right. sometimes I get it right. And then sometimes you're just like, why did you wait 25 years to give this man this movie when you should have given it to him, like, for this movie? Yeah, like you gotta fight a bear sometimes. Girl, Leo almost died. <laughs> Leo died several times for us. <laughs> and y'all gave him for the revenant when like you should have probably given it for Howard fucking Hughes. <clears throat> I mean He was going through it. Please not for Shutter <laughs> Island. I will be I'll be damned. But like <laughs> <laughs> Shutter Island almost broke me. interesting like an interesting parallel to like see um that many emotions on someone's face because it's like joyful and it's like kind of bitter and then it's kind of like overcome with sadness and then sort of like a bitter bitter sweetness at the same time and like she's crying but like they're well put together like you would see if you were like in the box with her because she's in a box she's not with her husband which i also found was interesting so she'd just be going off to places on her own like i found that very very curious and I kind of wanted to know like what was up with that um Mm -hmm. but she is just kind of overcome which I guess like you know Vivaldi slaps I won't you know but she like (laughs) like she (laughs) ugly crying like she is ugly crying she 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 had like nice like like red rimmed eyes crying it wasn't like it would be oh man are you okay (laughs) you know yeah because you know people didn't like women crying because they thought they were like hysteric and then they would go put them in some sort of like mental institution. It, that was that was bordering on, ma'am. Are you okay? Would you like a handkerchief? Mm-hmm. <laughs> would you like this? Would you like to have this, please? Like, <laughs> but I just yeah, I I noticed that parallel um, right away um, because like in call me that was the only part of call me by your name I actually enjoyed was that display so when people give that you ain't like the dancing the who oh the dancing yeah yeah he had a nice little shoulder shaming from all the doing all that rapping on youtube or whatever (laughs) but like i mean that was the part like when people give him shit i'm like okay i know there's something there because like i saw the end credit scene like i saw i saw it was there you know you see the thing back there there's something back there behind the eyes but like i just thought the scene was beautiful as well and 
you I guess you presume that they never see each other again, which is so sad. Yeah. They should have they should have ran away. They should have jumped off that cliff and bailed. They should have got a boat and rolled off that fucking island see, together. If we want something like that, I guess we're gonna have to watch The Handmaiden over again. Yeah. Which I'm overdue. Ooh, and ooh, and you bamboozle somebody. Ooh. You bamboozled ooh. somebody. I think what they robbed him too? Did they rob yes. him? Yes. You ooh, ooh. You tricked the man out of his money and you run away. That's that's the kind of shit that we like over here at a black girl film club. <laughs> I overdue to watch that movie, honestly. I haven't watched it. I've only seen it once, and that was a couple years ago. Probably I think when it was went to streaming, because I did not get to see it at theater. But um yeah. Um I mean in a long line of same sex LGBT movies i mean it is it doesn't end with someone dying thank god yeah but it isn't i mean it's kind of like a weird you know like i mean remembering your first love kind of thing or remember this very special bond you have with this person for a very brief moment in time that y'all like got involved with each other even though y'all knew it wasn't gonna end well and Um, i i don't like for these characters like you get the you get the sense that um Elise is unhappy like or whatever moment she has at the opera she's going through it or experiencing a moment yeah. um but she does have a life like from whatever you capture in the portrait of her and her child you get glimpses of like she has something going on with her life and then from Marianne she's okay like she's fine like she can look at that picture fondly and be mm-hmm. like oh and she can watch um at least from across the um theater and like really really watch because if we're from her POV, she's zooming in like you um, <laughs> and really see like you kind of get the feeling that she's OK. Yeah. So it's not I don't know, like my interpretation from this. This is me is like she's not one of those people that is hung up on this romance. Like she saw that portrait. She saw page 28 and she knows like that was a signal to her. And she's like, oh. But she was capable of moving on. And yeah, she I mean, has her career and she has her life. And they're both moving on. And it's like a bittersweet. I mean, I might debate Marianne moving on just because of how she got kind of snippy about that portrait being taken out of storage. And she's like, uh, who put this here? It's not supposed to be out here. So she definitely definitely has i mean probably telling that story to her students uh probably helped her a lot because she probably never talked to anybody about it um i don't know i feel like it's gonna be like maybe not like she wouldn't ever go off and like continue to live her life and she didn't like go and like fling herself off a cliff but she definitely um it's like one of the things that she'll never forget and she won't like ever have a whole 
host of emotions attached to it because like I mean at this point if Eloise has a as a toddler and all this stuff it's been more than a couple years mm-hmm. and music has that way of doing that to you where you kind of remember things because there's some songs I will never play <laughs> because I have like negative emotions or it's like memories attached to the song even the song might be bomb as hell like I don't want to hear it but um but yeah I think I mean I don't know I would be quite surprised that that A. Louise is actually enjoying her life I mean she might have a fondness for this man she's not getting divorced because that's not a thing but like I don't know if she's like really into him Nah, they know. Yeah, no. she's like, all right, I'm doing my, I'm doing my wifely duties or whatever. But like, she I'm going to the theater. I mean, <laughs> she, she should go. She just, she's a poison. I mean, if she got, if she poisoned him, she might get married off to somebody else. I mean, put a little, put a little poison in his armpit, see what happens. <laughs> I learned this trick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how it works, and just like slide a little rat poison up there. Yeah, just make a little, little, little armpit poison for you. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's our review: armpit poison and Robin Men. Yeah, it um, it's a recommend. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I definitely can see myself watching this again. Um, of course, we're both like subtitle gang, so that never bothered me at all. Um, and I think everybody should probably watch it as long as it's on Hulu, because I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be made a part of the Criterion Collection. What June, July ish. I think so. I think it's like the next batch of releases. Yeah, which I mean, like as soon as that Barnes and Noble, uh, which I hope Barnes and Noble is still like around when everything <laughs> we're really, we're allowed to go back outside. I wonder if Barnes and Noble will still be a thing. So in thirty six months. So in thirty six whole months, when I'm what like thirty three or some shit, like <laughs> when I'm sixty five, when we're out <laughs> of self isolation and quarantine, when somebody drops that, hey, we got that fifty percent off. Um, I will definitely be copying that because I'm sure the liner notes are beautiful. If you've ever bought a Criterion DVD, that shit is art. Is it, it is. art? We, it is. Mm-hmm, you better use that French girl. <laughs> There's my French for the day. We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I can say more than that, but just, you know. Um, I mean, do we have any other recommendations besides The Handmaiden? I'm trying to think. I'm going through my list. Let me go through my list. I have, like, a a queer movie list that I've been trying to keep track of. I started this, like, last year and have not been keeping up with it, mainly because of how hard it is to find some of these movies. For some of these, like, movies, sometimes they pop up on, like, Canopy. Yes. Um, 
And don't sleep on Hoopla. Yes, Canopy, Hoopla, we made a whole list um, of some of our favorites. Um, I just recently watched Rafiki, which is, um, I believe it's a Kenyan movie, uh, which is follows two girls um, whose fathers are both running for political office. Um, so they're kind of like, quote unquote, like, rivalry like there's a rivalry between them but really the thing is is that they're two girls um together which is like not cool in their neighborhood um i enjoyed that movie a lot i'm trying to see what other movies do i have here that i can like recommend i did like the movie um the incredibly true adventure of two girls in love which actually stars nicole ari parker yeah which is such a like a random <laughs> I don't know. I never you never think of Nicole Ari Parker being in sort of like one of these more indie films. At least I never think of her as like that. Hmm. Um, but I mean there's I haven't watched Colette with Kira Knightley. I did watch Beats Per Minute, which also stars um Adele um for some reason I did not read the description at all and um thought this had to do with like um music because of course the title it does not have anything to do with music it is about the ACT UP um group the AIDS advocacy group in the 90s um and so and this is like the French chapter Mm. Um, and you see like what things that they had to go through to get the um the pharmaceutical companies to like do their fucking jobs and like release like um medication and things to help them so it was a lot um it kind of kicked me in the chest a little bit Mm. um but yeah i mean there's a lot of movies that i have on this list i maybe i'll post it one day um but a lot of these movies I cannot find, like streaming or on Netflix, like Netflix DVDs, like it's a pain in the ass. So maybe we could do a deep dive and try to find some. I need to because it's kind of annoying because, you know, you like, you know, people kind of like, I want to see more like lesbian stories i want to see more gay stories and like sometimes i find some like there's one on hulu now and i cannot think of it and i'll have to uh figure it out but i it's kind of annoying (laughs) i can't find some of these some of these are like super indie movies though so i guess that's like goes back to what i was saying earlier like it can be kind of a pain in the ass to look for um certain movies hmm yeah I would, honestly, I would recommend The Handmaiden, which is streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, it should still be. Let me double check. I'm going to look. Um, in addition to that, like, it is a biopic of Bessie Smith, but Bessie is good. It, it's on HBO. Um the Handmaid is it, on Prime. And I don't know where Bessie... Oh, Bessie's still on HBO, like you said. Mm-hmm. It still should be on HBO. So if you have... Let me look. I think that's like an HBO original, right? 
They don't mm-hmm. usually they don't usually don't take off their movies. They usually keep their um originals streaming for like forever. Yeah, if you have like Hulu with HBO or HBO Go, HBO Max maybe, um you could watch fuck. it. I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> like <laughs> Queen Latifah. Yes, Queen the Queen Latifah. does an amazing yes. job. Yes. In that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. I mean, do we have any other like closing statements? Um, just our usual. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys again for supporting us, uh, going through this journey of this rough cut with us. Um, <laughs> we really appreciate it. Um, if you can, you know, like and subscribe. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, you could tell someone about this podcast you could leave a review on itunes that would be great or you could also rate it on there um but yeah you can find black girl film club wherever you listen to podcasts so we're on itunes or on spotify and soundcloud you can also visit us at blackgirlfilmclub.com if you have any like questions or comments or just want to like roast us or anything you can email us (laughs) at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at blkgirlfilmclub and on Instagram at blackgirlfilmclub. Yes. We're everywhere. Yeah, that's everything, right? Yeah. I think so. So, until... (laughs) Yeah. You can Google us. I mean, I don't know what'll pop up. It might... might. Of course, the podcast will pop up then, like, yeah, I don't know how we do it SEO wise. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. Um, but yeah, um, we will let you guys know what our official picks for April will be soon. I'm excited about what we're gonna talk about. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be so cute. She's been waiting. It's gonna be so cute. I'm excited. She's I'm very excited. excited. Oh my god. Excited. Excited. Um. So until then. I would like to bid you guys adieu. Okay. Come on. Come on, French. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to know what other French I know. Oh, God. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's end it here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, you guys. Bye. Au revoir.